Welcome to the Less Stress Family Podcast, where we believe you are fallible and what you do matters. This is episode number 73. I am Justin. And I am Shauna Wood. How are you, honey? I am well. How are you today? I'm awesome. Good. We have raided the candy store. (laughs) This is terrible. (laughs) This is COVID candy. Terrible. Oh, thanks so much for everybody who's been listening. We really appreciate it as different places start to open back up and people start getting back into their regular routines. Um, Yes. We hope you continue to listen to us on different formats because yeah. people were doing a lot of Facebook and social media, but yes. kind of getting back into their podcast routine. All right. We're talking today about how to become a different person by this time next year. And why is that important? Well, because the future, as we know it, has been destroyed by COVID and all this economic stuff. Uh-huh. And so we saw this article. This article is from thoughtcatalog.com and Kim Quindlin wrote it. It is awesome. It is like really made me think and like, oh yeah, that's really good. That's very simple things. Right. So we all have to change. That's right. We all need to be changing anyway before COVID. But now with COVID, I think everybody's like, oh yeah, it's all different now. It is a great time to become a different person. You need to become a different person. I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're seeing a lot of businesses pivoting yes. and making changes, strategic changes. Yes. And what's really beautiful is that the best part of some of these businesses are where they're keeping the best parts, mm-hmm. but they're making really strategic changes. Right. So that even though it's been uncomfortable and they haven't like, you know, it's a necessary change just for survival. Yeah. It's actually bringing a lot of businesses into a much higher quality place. Right. Cause that's what you do. You network businesses right. in Western Kentucky. And I yeah. think we're going to see that with people too. Yes, we need that to. People are making some really strategic changes to live more sustainable lives, to be making wiser decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and for so, sure. All right. Here Let's we go. So I'm going to read through, and this will probably be two parts. We don't think we can make it through the whole thing. Yeah. Um, okay. It says, number one, read at least one book per month. What do you think? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. What yes. kind? Dr. Seuss? Does that count? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> maybe it does count. You know, I think that there is a place for fiction. Yes. Um, because I think that we can learn a lot. <laughs> yes, honey. There's all, <laughs> half the library's full no, of it. No, <laughs> I know. Like, I tend to be more into nonfiction. Like, mm. I'd say 90 Eight percent of the books that I read are nonfiction. Right, right, right. But I think that there's a lot of lessons that we can still learn right. through fiction. And I think a lot of people, not all people, but a lot of people I know who who do live pretty stressful. Their jobs are pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Fiction is kind of like a good escape right. instead of like, you know, Netflix. Right, right, right. Okay. So yeah, I think books that challenge you. Yes. Find one or two at whatever level you need to be challenged, and that's yes. Number two. And I think audiobooks count. Oh, yeah. Audiobooks, definitely. Yeah. That's why way to cheat. Yeah. All right. Number two. Write down your goals at the start of each week and each month. Absolutely. You need to. Because here's the deal. If you have no goals, guess what? You'll hit it. <laughs> You'll hit it every time. <laughs> and it's better to hit 50% of your goals, legit goals that you want, than to hit 100% of no goals. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I was... I just finished a three-day conference um, that I attended. On the Zoom. Uh, well, on Zoom. 
um, as much as one can attend anything right now. Anyway, but one of the things that she was saying, she was like, name your goal, your game changers. Yes. And she was like, the reality is it's probably going to take you 90 days Mm -hmm. to knock out that goal. But that's okay because if you had four game-changing things that happened Mm -hmm. in this year, you'd be so far ahead. Yeah, you'd be so far ahead. So set a goal for yourself. And, and realistic steps to get there. Right. I've gotten back into exercise now. I've always been doing it, but when my shoulder, I've hurt my shoulder, and I was like, ugh, and it was just, I've, I've, I've continued, though, to have goals with it. Right. So even though it wasn't like the goals that I wanted a year ago or two years ago, it's like, I'm still, I'm still getting there. Yes. It's just, but it, there's always going to be obstacles. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Okay, Which number three. to number three. Uh, measure and track those goals throughout the year. Actually look at each goal in the face <laughs> and be honest with yourself about what you did, uh, what you did do and what you could have done better. Yes. I think you need to do that like weekly, not just don't wait till the end of the year. Right. That would be my thought. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I agree. Yeah. You know, there's a thing that, a little saying that I apply to chores in our house that you have to inspect what you expect. Mm-hmm. And so I think it goes with your goals too. Like yeah. if you expect yourself to hit a goal, you got to inspect the work and activity that's happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise it, you have to monitor it. Otherwise right. it doesn't have value. Yeah. Right. So, okay. All right. Number four, dedicate just one day a week to eating no meat. How do you feel about that? Uh, I don't like that. I think it'd be better just to not eat. One day of fasting a week is really good for you. I'm not telling you to do that because I'm not a doctor and all that crud of medical advice. But if you can schedule in in your life one day of fasting, it's really good for you. At least do intermittent fasting. Okay, so you don't know this, but actually when I was in graduate school, I wrote an article on why you should have one day a week that you don't eat meat. (laughs) You had no idea. You never shared that with me. You never even <laughs> so, tried. Never you never even tried, tried to talk me into that. Okay. You knew. So it might be pertinent information that I was a vegetarian at that point, but here was my reasoning for that. It Very few people in the world, if you look at percentages, actually consume meat like with every meal. Right, right, right. And so you have a feeling of more unification and empathy mm-hmm, and awareness mm-hmm. with what the majority of the global population are experiencing when you do not have meat for a day. Right. And it's also COVID, uh, COVID grocery stores right now. There are, there is less meat. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> so, true. Yeah. And it's good for your body not to eat meat. So I think we um, can agree to disagree on that one. No, I mean, but we do, we eat high protein meals. Right. We have found that that really helps us right. stay healthier. High protein. Yeah. Okay. Uh, turn your phone on silent before you share a meal with someone you care about. Uh, for sure. I would say we've been talking about on our rest day, just turning our phone, all technology off just to detox from it. Right. So if that's all you can handle is a meal at a time, that's good. You should start there. Uh, we don't ever bring our cell phones to the table. I remember being a little girl, you know, back before there were answering machines. Back. <laughs> and we would be sitting. You at- had pet dinosaurs, didn't you, honey? <laughs> We would be sitting at dinner as a family, and my parents would let that phone ring 15 times. Oh, we still do it. They were like, yeah, we still do We're not answering the phone yeah, because yeah. we're eating dinner as a family yeah, right we now. We don't answer the phone when we eat. I know, but the answering machine gets it after three rings. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. 
Number six, talk to someone you trust when you're in pain, even if it's what you consider a small pain. I'd say definitely during this COVID, you need to talk to someone. Don't talk to me about your pain because I don't, <laughs> I don't want to hear about it. Um, no, but seriously, I feel like for us, our daily walks are us are we are able to talk through things that are becoming more painful. Or you know what I mean? Right. Before they become painful. Right. You know, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> It's kind of like getting that splinter out before it festers. Yes, yeah. So if you can find a pace, but that's sometimes hard. You know, if you've been had a long day at work and you come home, you don't feel like talking about your problems. I yeah. don't. I'm like, leave me alone. I'm going to throw out there that I think that you can do that in journaling. Journaling and prayer. Yeah, I think here. that you can, like, address those small pain points. Okay, here we go. Next one. Uh, walk whenever you can and wherever you can. We try to walk a lot. Um, on this road where we live, cars go really fast sometimes, though. They do. It's you like can a country die. road, and people just think, well, <laughs> just us and some cows. <laughs> I might as Let's well go see how fast 65 we can go. miles yeah, an hour. Yeah, yeah. So it's a pretty small road. Right. It doesn't have a stripe down it. When we lived in Pasadena, California, however, it's super pedestrian friendly. Right, right, yeah. And it was, I really enjoyed that. Like, you yeah. didn't always oh, have to get into your yeah, vehicle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could just walk a few blocks and get to dinner or right. wherever you were wanting yeah. to go. Where we walk, people stop and say, can I give you a ride? I know. <laughs> we just got stopped last week. The guy's like, uh, y'all need a ride? And here's the funny thing. We would have had to climb into the bed of the pickup yeah. truck because he already had a passenger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But he was he was concerned because it's uncommon. It's heart. uncommon what I'm saying. I appreciate so, yeah, yeah. the heart of it. Okay. Um, next, do everything in your power to be considerate of and aware of other people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to agree to disagree. I totally no, think you I'm just need to kidding. be aware of other people. I think especially in your family. Like we just did that one on um, your love languages. Right. Speaking of your love languages, just because you're in the, under the same roof doesn't mean you're actually connecting with them. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally agree. I know. I'm just being... I know. You're just yeah. being your number five self. So, yeah. All right. Number nine, say yes to something that scares you if you know that it will truly be good for you. Uh for sure. Okay, so in part of that training, day conference, I heard part of that yes, training. Yes, they were it calling so it the good. terror barrier. Yeah. And they were like, you have to flex your courageous, like your courage muscle on a regular basis so that you will do the things that fear tells you, fear will stop you from doing, even though you know it's good for you. Right. But if you're in the habit of facing those fears and overcoming them, then when, like, say you have to make a sales call and you feel scared because the person would say no, you just, your body, like, is on muscle memory. Like, I'm not going to let that stop me. Exactly. I, you know, did whatever else, jumped out of a plane, touched a snake, whatever else really scares me. Um, I'm not touching any snakes. I was going to say, when's the last time you touched a snake? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. No, definitely. I um, think I think yes. You do what scares you if you know that it's good for you. I think it's really good. I, I think that's it's really good to do this because I resonate with people who have like traveled and who have been like not just like, I went to Mexico. I went to I don't consider anywhere in the Western Hemisphere to be <laughs> very. I mean, it's beautiful. Right. But I mean, when you you've seen like people dying, you know, or right. you've seen like real harsh life. Like, that's just, it's so good for you as a person to, to be changed by that. Yeah. In a, in a real deep way. So, yeah. Do travel, go, do whatever. Well, can't, during COVID, you can't really do that much. But, very good. All right. Your turn. What does it say? Number 10. Write get something to drink. every day in an 
in a notebook with the understanding that there are no rules, no one will ever see it, and that it's simply a tool for you to get your thoughts out of your head and onto a piece of paper. 100%. Amen and amen. I journal every day. Yes. Just because... I do too. And I just write. Like, I think that I will probably always have a paper calendar. Because it is so good for me to get those things out. Like, for it to go from my brain, through my hand, onto the paper. Right. And for me... I am not usually in touch with my emotions. Like, I don't pay attention to what they... So, journaling for me, as I've said before, I think, in other podcasts, I at least... I'm like, oh, I'm a little irritated this morning. I hadn't really noticed it. I've been awake for five hours now. <laughs> right. And now that I'm journaling, I'm like, oh, you know what? I am a little irritated. So, that's just for my own health. Yeah. Okay, number 11. Become cognizant of your emotions in a way you never have before by simply trying to address them and name them instead of treating them like a silent companion that you ignore because you practically don't even notice them. So I think that person just read your brain. Well, yeah, and here it is. Some people are just, they know their emotions immediately. Oh, I'm feeling sad. Yeah. I don't pay attention to my emotions. Yeah. So I'm trying to get better at that to at least know, oh, you know what? I realize I've been sad for two days. And you're like... Are you okay? <laughs> and I'm like, why is my wife asking me if I'm okay? <laughs> oh, I've been sad for two days. I didn't even realize that. Right, right. And it's easier for me to see that in you than right. in myself. Because I'm always right, like, true. I like shove the emotion yeah, over because yeah. I'm trying to get the task That's why done. we're such great together, honey. <laughs> we're so great because we ignore our feelings and our emotions and our kids are going to need therapy. <laughs> All right, number 12. Listen more than you talk. Well, that's not a problem for me. And then forgive yourself when you fail at this and then try again. I think the COVID things pushed everything into a whole different realm of talking and listening hmm. in different way, modes of. Right. Um, it is good to listen. It is good to talk. Yeah. What do you think? I think it's that whole thing about God gave you one mouth and two ears. You should so shut up <laughs> appropriately. Yeah, I agree. Or proportionately. All right, okay. last one, and then we're going to have to yeah, wrap yeah. up this episode. Because you're looking at the clock. You're like, okay, no, we got to crack this thing. I'm Here we go. Uh, yeah, look at anything other than a screen in the mints before you fall asleep. Totally agree. Don't look at any blue light. Not good for you. Isn't that right, honey? Yes. I recommend, especially if you can't go to sleep, cold shower. Yeah. I'm not a medical advice person, but if you do some breathing techniques and a cold shower before you go to sleep... And this author said, you could look at anything that will not instantaneously bring you back into a world where you were trying to take a break from. So just like you're not going to look at your screen, you're yeah. not going to look at like the report that you have to finish for right. work the next yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and if you can keep all that far away from your bedroom, mm-hmm. like you don't even see it in your bedtime routine at yeah. all, whatever that is. Yeah. Usually our bedtime routine involves yelling at our kids who act like, we've never been to bed before. <laughs> like Jim Gaffigan skit. All right. All right. Thank you so much. We have 12 more awesome steps that we will get into in the next episode. Um, Thank you for listening and hanging out with us. Remember, you are valuable and what you do matters. We would love to connect with you on our website, lsfpodcast.com, on Facebook, which we would super appreciate, a thumbs up, hitting that like button on Facebook. And on uh, my Instagram account, and let us know which one of these. Do you, what are your thoughts on these? Which one of these are you gonna like? Hop on and start doing to become a better person a year from now. Yeah, it'll be. It'll take less time if you just get started. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm just Blessings. kidding. Blessings. That's sarcasm. <laughs>
Thank you.